Made with Opinion, the world's first easy-to-use podcasting app. Hello again, I'm Mark from Essential Mac, and I'm back with, I think, episode five or six. Don't count the first one, because that wasn't really supposed to be published, of another rampant mumbling. And on a day like today, the eve of the Apple Watch, there's only one really thing I can talk about. That's right, Netflix. Like a great deal of people out there, I love Netflix. If only for the fact it really does give me an opportunity to binge watch without the adverts. And for $5.99 or $7.99, I think it is now, it really isn't that bad. Um, I wish I could get HBO, which I'm going to try and hack around this weekend. But it's all right. Now, I'm lucky because I can view things like Netflix American content right here in the UK. And that's really easy to do with an app like Unotelly. If you go to unotelly.com or check out the review over on essentialmac.co.uk, you'll see it's a really simple way of just changing your DNS entry so that places like Netflix, Hulu, WWE, before it came out in the UK, it makes them think that you're in the country of you know, where you set it to. And it's not just limited to America, you can set Australia, New Zealand, and everywhere like that. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there were murmurings that apparently Netflix had hard-coded Google's own DNS into their Android app. Now, Netflix sort of denied this, saying there's no real changes that we're aware of and sort of brushed the whole thing under the carpet. But what this means is, by hard-coding the DNS right within the program, it means that no matter what you set your DNS entry to, which is how most of these hacks work, it's always gonna give away your true location. Sneaky, brilliant, but damn frustrating. Now it looks like they're gonna start blocking VPN users as well on the back end. I'm just gonna read you an update from the Netflix Terms and Conditions, which probably most people haven't read. So, here we go. I'm not taking any credit for this discovery, by the way. This all stemmed from a Reddit post, which goes in articles of, upon inspection of article 6E and 6H, discovered that accessing a different country's catalogue could lead to termination of the service. It says in the terms of use, you may view a movie or TV show through the Netflix service primarily within the country you have established your account and only in geographic locations where we offer our service and have licensed such movie or TV show, reads article 6E. The content that may be available to watch will vary by geographic location. Netflix will use technologies to verify your geographic location. And this is the next, this is the important bit. We may terminate or restrict you, your use of our service without compensation or notice if you are, or if we reasonably believe that you are one, in violation of any of these terms of use, or two, engaged in illegal or improper use of the service. If I'm honest, the only reason I pretty much have my subscription to Netflix is to view contents in the USA. Um, purely because, well, in the UK, you're pretty much just limited to yet another Jason Statham movie or repeats of Sherlock. But 
seeing as the BBC have pulled a tremendous amount of their content off Netflix, that kind of leaves things a little bit more limited. It makes me wonder if any of these companies looked at the success of when Top Gear, and I say when Top Gear, it's not going to be the same, it's going to be popular, but uh, it's just it just isn't going to be the same, is it, Top Gear without Clarkson, Main Hammond? All right, yes, it was getting a little bit old and tired in places, but that just made you appreciate the episodes that were a gem, you know, especially when Clarkson reviewed the i7. Anyway, so the BBC were the first company, well, first major corporation, I would say, to do a worldwide simulcast of Top Gear, fully enough, with the main intention of stopping piracy. You know, they've even released a, a Doctor Who episode on BitTorrent to say, look, you know, we're embracing these new systems, stop pirating the stuff. And, you know, it would have been nice to hear about what the results were. You know, did it have a meaningful impact or was it an experiment for the sake of an experiment? You know, with regards to HBO, uh, Sky have pretty much got everything locked down in the UK. So unless Apple buys into the pocket of Murdoch or does something amazing with licensing restrictions or buy them out, I don't think we're going to get HBO for a good long time yet. But then again, you know, you can pick up the WWE Network and that'll let you have all the WWE programming and some of the, is it some of the pay-per-views or most of the pay-per-views for $9.99 a month, and Sky is still shilling them out on box office, so there might be a slim chance yet, but you've got to think that with all the uh, restrictions that are going on, different countries, different content, nothing much has really changed in a, in a major way. It does make you think that if Apple were working on the Apple TV and becoming a content provider, this is why they stopped. I almost completely forgot about this one. Popcorn Time is available for iOS, again, as a legal but questionable download. If you've never tried Popcorn Time, imagine, uh, how do we explain this? Imagine torrent movies, but in a Netflix-style presentation. So you basically pick a film and it starts streaming it directly to your device. Not entirely sure if it sends, uh, if it uses your upload as well as your download, but you can download movies and save them to your device and use AirPlay. Putting aside all of the legalities of using such a bit of software, it is half tidy, you know, it works. Uh, speed wise, it's pretty much maxed out my connection, even though BT did sort of uh, pick it up his torrent traffic and manage to throttle the download. But, you know, everything works, it all pulls down. The only thing I would say is, before you install it, make a backup of your device. It does install a developer signature, so you need to be a little bit careful because you're never quite sure what companies like this are gonna do with your information. I mean, you know, if they're willing to go to the, you know, to the level of releasing an app that's getting the level of exposure that they've got, yeah, basically by doing something illegal, you're just going to be a bit careful on what they might do with the UUID down the road. Not to say they will, not to scaremonger, but, you know, you take your chance and you pay the consequences if there are any. So have a look for Popcorn Time on the internet or even better on my site, essentialmac.co.uk. And finally, it's that time, pardon the pun, the Apple Watch. Am I going to get one? Well... The answer is no, I'm not getting one. 
I had to buy two because I completely forgot that I uh, arranged to do a bit of a favour and give a good friend of mine a bit of a present and buy him an Apple Watch as well. I'm not going to go for the steal. I'm going to take the sort of... I'm going to buy this one because I don't want to spend the money on the next one. So I'm going to go with the Black 42. I'm not sure what band colour I'm going to get yet. Hopefully by the time it arrives at my doorstep, someone will release a... Oh, comparable quality strap, should we say, in black, so I don't have to buy the steel one. Um, I'm probably going to get it, and it'll be scratched within a day, just like I did with my Fitbit HR, but, you know, at least I'll know someone out there who I'll be able to send my heartbeat to, and draw rather rude pictures to. So yes, I've conceded, I'm going to buy it. I can't say that I've got one good reason to buy it, but like I said previously, it's just all about the little things, the little, little interactions you do with it. Truth be told, I've stayed away from all the reviews because I don't want to be tainted by them. I want to get a device that, okay, I've seen a little bit about, I know a little bit about, but I still want to have that, you know, that surprise and delight, or maybe not. Um, you know, people have been critical of it from the odd paragraph that I've read, and I've got to agree, there is no single compelling reason to buy an Apple Watch. Quite frankly, you buy one because you want one, or you don't because it doesn't take your part fancy. It is just really that simple. There's no one massive feature, but there's enough on there for me to justify spending it. And after all, I do run an Apple website. And with less than 23 seconds to go in the free version of Opinion used to create the Rampant Mumblings podcast, all that's left for me to say is you can catch me over at essentialmag.co.uk or follow me on Twitter at Ocean Speed. Ta-da!